0: Hey listeners, you're about to hear Episode 1 of The Foxes of Hydesville, a new chilling audio experience about the infamous Fox sisters who rose to fame for talking to the dead in the 19th century and inadvertently spawned a new religion, spiritualism. Without further ado, please enjoy Episode 1 of The Foxes of Hydesville, where Leah Fox, voiced by Carrie Mulligan, has just caught wind of mysterious noises heard from her family's home. And remember to click the link in the show notes or search for The Foxes of Hydesville wherever you're listening now. Spirit, spirit, in the walls. Do you
1: heed us when we call? In sales, the long-held expression is that the customer is always right. But let's be perfectly blunt about it. Whoever said that never had to sell ghosts. My name is Leah Fox, and though you may not know my name, you most certainly have played my game. If you've ever attended a seance, then you've played my game. If you've ever been to a haunted house, then then you've rolled rolled my my dice. dice. Or if you've ever believed in ghosts, then you've done so at my pleasure. Because I'm the one who sold it that you could actually talk to them, that you could see them, meet them, and communicate with them from beyond the grave. And I did it all through sheer dumb luck and a series of blunders, flops, and failures. So buckle on up. It's going to be a bumpy fucking ride. The story I'm about to tell is a confession. Sins were committed, lives were destroyed, and demons were conjured. And I suppose in the process I betrayed my sisters until there was nothing left of them but ash. But still, while some people say I'm to blame, and you may not agree with all of my choices, I invite you to live vicariously through my sins. Probably my biggest sin was believing that I had escaped my past. There was a time, before the zombies, where I was a simple piano teacher.
2: Rochester begins preparations for setting the Hall convention. The political rally of the century. Right outside Rochester.
1: In the spring of 1848, I was convinced that my destiny would not involve the family I grew up with. But I've yet to learn the cardinal rule of broken homes. The past always comes back to haunt you. That's good. Keep the tempo. I'll be right back. Leah, my God, I have been knocking forever. Every knocks is not forever, Adelaide. May I invite someone in for you to meet? If I said no, would it make a difference? Probably not. I have a student right now, Adelaide. I bring with me the esteemed journalist E.E. E. Lewis.
2: Good morning. Well, oh,
1: that's great for Mr. Lewis. But you're interrupting a session, woman. Are you not enlightened by the music? Mr. Lewis comes with very troubling news. And does the music not permeate your soul? I love your music, Leah, but this news comes from Hydesville. Hydesville?
2: Yes, Mum. Have you family there?
1: Well, that depends
2: on the question. Is your mother's name Margaret? Maybe. Have you a brother, David? Mm, It's possible. And two sisters, Katie and Maggie Fox? Yes,
1: for God's sake, man, out with
3: it. What has happened? (coughs) A report. The mysterious noises heard in the house of Mr. John D. Fox. It's 40 pages thick
2: testimonials from many witnesses.
3: About my father's house. It says here that, uh, that a spirit lives within the house and that Katie and Maggie have been communicating with the dead. Let me see that. They are your sisters, aren't they?
2: I've interviewed all the members of your family, neighbors, farmers, former tenants. There is a ghost residing in your family's house and it's transfixing the natives. Dear
1: God, are people actually saying this
2: rubbish? Well, admittedly, some of the accounts seem a bit of a stretch.
1: What is the average intelligence of Hydesville, I wonder? The spirit raps and knocks on the walls, the tables, the chairs,
3: haunting Mr. and Mrs. Fox and their children every hour of every night. Is this a joke? Windows have shattered, clothes have been torn, objects moving. Absurd. All without
1: human interference. (laughs) The bullshit is astounding.
2: Yet the accounts are consistent, the... Witnesses convinced.
1: Miss Leah? Yes, Susan, I'm so sorry we couldn't finish the lesson. Not at all, Miss Leah. Same
0: time next week?
1: Yes, and apologies again, Miss Anthony, promptly at eight. Yes, of course. See you then.
2: The newspapers are catching on.
1: Mr Lewis, these documents claim you're a journalist and a lawyer. Yes. So a man of high acumen and rational thought. One would hope. Then mystical phantoms inherently go against your very nature. No? Common sense, and reason, and so on.
2: Uh, I'm not making judgments about the events, Miss Fox. Simply documenting them.
1: Clearly my sisters are playing pranks on my parents, who are old and naive. And so maybe they've hoodwinked a couple of neighbors along the way. They're children.
2: With all due respect, it's gone well beyond a couple of neighbors.
1: Sorry again. That's my next pupil. How well, Mr. Lewis? Pardon? How well beyond a couple of neighbours?
2: Well, um, there have been visitors from all across the county and beyond.
1: Um, everyone, this is Jacob Post. Hello. Uh, Jacob, this is, um...
2: E.E. Uh, e. Lewis.
1: Right. E.E. E. Lewis, bearer of strange tales from the homeland. When you say visitors, are you implying
3: that these strangers are entering the house?
2: Sometimes, Yes. Asking the spirit about their dead relatives or the afterlife, or How many, wanting to Mr. know about Lewis? their crops, their lives, their How futures. How many
1: visitors, people. Mr. Lewis?
2: Well, uh, in just the past week, over three hundred people have descended upon the property.
3: Did you say three hundred?
2: And more by the hour, begging to hear mass from the great beyond. My God! Your house is under siege, Miss Fox, and I thought it prudent to inform you of the situation.
1: Well, I suppose I'll need to process this information. As you can see, I have another pupil.
2: Actually, Miss Fox, uh, I'm not gonna be able to attend today. Oh? I just wanted to tell you personally. Okay. Um, may I ask why? Just these, uh, stories about your family have sort of spooked some of our church members, and I... uh, The Quakers? My parents.
3: But your parents are the Quakers, Jacob.
2: As I said, news is catching on. They won't tell the congregation just yet. It seems clear you weren't aware of the sinfulness, but as you know, Mother is... Amy Post,
3: a very powerful woman.
2: I
1: I understand,
2: Jacob. You have a responsibility. Real sorry about that, Miss Fox.
1: No. That's okay, Jacob. Thank you for being direct with me.
2: Nice meeting you all. Hope to come back really like the keys
1: Did I just lose a client? Ah uh, yes I think that's what just happened.
2: And there may be more.
1: Mr. Lewis, now you see why I don't readily admit to having family in Hydesville. Yes, I ma'am. haven't been back home in many years, and with good reason. I've spent my entire life escaping all that and building a name for myself, dedicating my soul to music. Yes. Uh... And now you're standing there telling me I might lose business through guilt by association. Surely there must be a solution. I'd like you to leave, Mr. Lewis, so I can prepare a stiff drink. Yes, ma'am. Now, I'll admit to you that there was a time in my life when I had morals, but I don't want that to scare you. I don't want you to think any lesser of me, but for the first half of my life, I had ideals. I even had a couple of dreams. Actually, artistic dreams, like creating music or teaching or inspiring people or whatever. I had a cozy little niche among the sheep. And I suppose, had I not left my bubble in April of 1848, I may very well have stayed a sheep, but instead, I became the shepherd.
3: That was, um, your <clears throat> fourth cancellation, Miss Leah. Hmm. Lovely. Well, I don't understand why you don't just go back to Hydesville and see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> I'm sure there's an explanation for all this. Hydesville?
1: Do I look like someone from Hydesville? Well, I, I don't know. I've, I've never met anyone from Hydesville. They're rednecks, Adelaide. Okay, well, you can't win them all. I mean, we certainly have a few of those in Rochester. But anyway, it's... It's home, isn't it? it? No, not for me. I grew up in Ontario, fresh off the War of 1812, the last of the British Empire. These girls, these sisters as you call them, they're 20 years my younger, born and raised in the backwoods. So maybe it would do some good to reconnect. (sighs) We have zero in common. They're part of a new brand of Americans, simple and uncultured, a generation I just don't understand. They're alien to me, and I'm sure I would be alien to them. Well,
3: you were alien when you first arrived here as well. You were this weird musical woman on Prospect Street
1: who couldn't hold on to her husband but somehow just made it all work. You know what I love about you, Adelaide? You say these brutally honest things in such a kind-hearted way. It's somehow both off-putting and yet endearing at the same time. All I'm saying is, where's your sense of
3: adventure? Okay, so yes, maybe your sisters are a little alien. And maybe they talk to the dead and suck people's blood. Who the hell knows? But you're not going to get to the bottom of it by stewing around here, are you? I suppose not. They're family. I mean, aren't you at least curious? I know I would be.
1: Hmm. All right. You've convinced me. The hell with it. Pack your things, Adelaide. We're journeying to Hydesville. Um, sorry? Uh, we? What do you mean by we? I'll set my parents straight. Wait a second. Clear away the rabble, no, bring back the No, 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 no. And I said my no, sister's I, I think, control. um,
3: I think there's a misunderstanding here. I can't go there alone, Adelaide. But I can't just... <laughs> simply pack up and leave on a moment's notice
1: why not you just gave me this whole speech about adventure where's your spontaneity well i have to i
3: you know um Um, no i i don't know adelaide explain it to me well i have um
1: um uh you have have no job no children oh my
3: husband
1: um who is who's a workaholic he'll never know you're gone two days tops i need you Leah. i'm sure I have things to do. Adelaide, let's be honest about it. You are the town gossip. That's what you do. I'm offering you a front row seat to my nervous breakdown. You've got the dysfunctional family, the two witchy sisters, the living dead, and New York's largest toothless colony. I mean, what the fuck else do you need? Okay. Now, normally, I'd be offended by that characterization.
3: However, there is an element of
1: truth in it. I'm offering you a chance at the juiciest story of your life, woman. Yes. It is an enticing pitch. So fuck it. I've got nothing left to lose and you might be sitting on the story of the century. Still, my husband will need to be notified. Your husband works 25 hours a day, Adelaide. I've seen the man maybe twice in 10 years. He could literally have a whole other family and no one would be surprised. You see, I should be insulted by that, but you're obviously hurting. What is it that your husband does anyway?
3: Well, um, my, um, husband, Who is, um... My God, woman, I'm in all of you. Ignorance
1: truly is bliss. I'm
3: a woman of the community, and as such, I do like to know what goes on in Rochester, especially when it pertains to the lonely piano teacher on Prosper Street. Why?
1: Out of morbid curiosity,
3: why always the interest in me? Because, Miss Leah, you are our most mysterious citizen. You've never once mentioned your family or your past, nor have you been able to hold on to a husband. In fact, you may be the only woman in Rochester to make a name for herself without the help of a man. Well, I'll take it with a badge of honour. I have a feeling, under the cold exterior, that seeing your family again might be very good for you.
1: There it is again. The optimism. I love that about Adelaide. One day I'll try it. Why do you think it's important to be positive? Yes! Yes! Keep that! You stay positive while
3: my life crumbles all around me. See, statements like that don't help the
1: situation. We've got the delusional optimist and the cold-hearted cynic. What could possibly go wrong? So much can go wrong. And I'm still not offended for some reason. I know. It's brilliant. I rise above it. You sure do, I'm envious. Now meet me at the carriage station in 20 minutes and buy all the papers they've got at the newsstand. It's in every paper in New York. I must say, as a skeptic, I'm a tad curious about the elaborate nature of the hoax. Is the township truly this gullible? Are my sisters this ably deceitful, or are my parents just dutifully stupid? The parents I grew up with would have whipped me into a frenzy for this. However, now, 20 years on, it's possible they've softened. On any normal day outside April Fools, I would deduce with surety that my two little sisters have deceived our Hydesville brethren with an incredible talent for illusion. Yet I can't shake one singular nagging problem. Which is what, exactly? There isn't a brain between them. (laughs) Katie, the younger, 13 years old, the slyer of the two, it's possible that she's become smarter. In fact, her particular brand of tomfuckery could easily fill the void between our parents' ears, fill it with ideas and thoughts and whatnot. What the hell is this, anyway? The station is desolate. (laughs) Haven't they finished the trestle? No, ma'am. The railway to Wayne County is
3: still under construction.
1: I guess we're going by boat. Now Maggie, that's a different story. Barely 17, her mind the rapid wasteland. She's devoid of virginity, lacking agency, and her legs are open for business. Any secrets between her and Katie Fox could easily be revealed in pillow talk among a whole bevy of Hydesville bumpkins.
3: May I suggest, Leah, that you refrain from these judgments when we arrive? Perhaps be a little, I don't
1: know, more open to meeting your sisters? Right, positivity, maybe she's just a teenager or maybe I'm jealous of all the attention I've heard she attracts. Is that more positive? No. Either way, my livelihood is in these girls' hands, Adelaide. I'm not in control. That's why this whole situation gives me anxiety. It's out of my control.
3: Speaking of no control, we appear to have stopped short. Final stop.
1: You're 50 yards down the shoreline, ma'am. It's
2: as close as I get to the spook house.
1: Spook house?
2: house. Christ
3: almighty. What's he talking about?
2: There's a few people on the other side I would prefer not to bump into. Unpaid debts and such.
3: Daft fool. Oh my god. Leah, look at this. A line of people. Yeah. Leading towards your home. This is hell on earth. Where's my family? Hello? The doors are locked. The windows are shut. This
1: house is abandoned.
3: My family has vanished. A desolate wasteland of Impossible.
1: Where is the family of John David Fox? My sisters? Leah! My mother anyone! Leah! Please answer me. What have you done with them? There seems to be a gravedigger
3: on the side of the house. Maybe he can answer a question or two.
1: Jesus Christ, this is a living nightmare. I'm in hell. Hydeville is hell. Ah, good sir. May I ask you a question, morbid curiosity. Who uh, are these graves for? Whose bodies are you
2: burying? Put oh, your mistake in, madam. We're not burying the dead. There are no bodies entering the ground here. Only bones coming out.
3: Bones?
1: Whose bones?
2: Those of a peddler, brutally murdered years ago, before the foxes took residence.
1: I am a fox muttering twit, and there was no such peddler. Peddler of what exactly? Of drugs?
2: Oh, a spectre with a small fortune. Definitely drugs.
3: Art of nonsense. Where did you hear of this man? The
2: two great sisters, madam. They heard it from the man himself.
3: They heard it from the peddler? What in the fuck? You just said that man had been murdered!
2: I spoke to him they did. The younger one enters a trance and her eyes glow with the light of the dead.
3: Or well, perhaps you thought he had drugs on him and decided to go for a dig.
2: Well, well perhaps as a fox you could speak to the dead or, um, or do a reading.
1: A reading of what? Certainly not his mind, as there is little activity there.
2: What says the fox?
1: I said your brain is compromised. Your thought's nonsensical. Miss Leah, I, uh, <clears throat> I suggest we leave. Zombies, the lot of you! I better not find out you ate my family, you heathens. I'll be back. Okay, let's speed along now before they eat us alive. I'll be back! Take us to the Fox Peppermint Farm, driver, the property of David Fox. What's the plan here? It disturbed me. They must be at my brother's, David's. He's my age, and we were always very close growing up. Great news! He's the only sane one of the bunch. The other good news is that he's rational. He'd see right through their tricks. So I suspect there will be no ghosts there. Indeed.
2: disappointment is in your future?
3: Excuse me? Is the coachman talking to us?
2: The spirit went to Arcadia with them.
1: Oh, lovely. How convenient. The dames disapprove. I wouldn't define it as disapproval, necessarily. More akin to divinely opportune, or unfortunately fortunate. We're actually in high spirits.
2: <laughs> well, the dames laugh. They, they may want to take a look out the window.
1: What in God's name are those? Seems to be a long line of wagons outside my brother's farm. Oh, more zombies. Yes, a carnival of them. Usually, just before you enter the lion's den, you get a small hint of what's to come. In this case, there were over a hundred townspeople at my brother's property, gazing at us in a lost trance as we slowly approached their shrine.
3: This is not such a great idea. We're
1: crossing the Rubicon.
3: I've got a bad feeling about this.
1: There's no turning back, Adelaide.
3: We are in over our heads here.
1: Just look natural. Was I drawn to the shrine? Maybe. But looking back, if I have to be honest about it, It was really the zombies that got me hooked. I wanted to know what made them tick. When we entered the house, my mother, it was the first I'd seen her in three years, her hair white, complexion lost, clutching her Bible until the white of her knuckles were pure bone. Mother? Mum? Do you remember me? Leah, your daughter. And Leah? Yes, yes, Mom. Why would you do this? Do what? Come back here. Because I I don't understand. You've entered a house of death.
3: What in the devil was that?
1: a smash hit, a paranormal phenomena, with nooks and rats and a swirling aura of God and, and the, the dead, dead combined, combined in an unearthly harmony. Maggie! Katie! My sisters, on their knees, eyes rolled, eyes rolled in the back, back of their heads. their heads, their gowns blowing in the wind. And then suddenly... Katie! Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Nothing. As my sisters sat in prayer position, eyes wired shut. And then, my brother, David, walked in. And although I hadn't seen him in years, he'd aged much quicker than I, clenching a bottle of whiskey with a blank stare in his eyes. He quietly looked about the room until his eyes finally landed on me. David, is that you? In the dark, I, I, I can't see anything. As he dried the rye from his mouth, he uttered the two most frightening words I'd ever heard in my life.
0: Welcome home. The Foxes of Hydesville stars Carrie Mulligan as Leah Fox Phoebe Tonkin as Adelaide Granger McKenna Grace as Katie Fox with additional roles by the Criminal Content players including Ryan Willard Joe Perino Dwayne Hill Jim Conroy Mara Kasson Written and directed by Sean Christensen Executive produced by Kerry Mulligan Sean Christensen and Gabriel Mason Co-executive produced by Mara Kasson and Christina Brucato. Produced by by Brendan Hubbard and Adam Volerich. Associate produced by Nick Masetti. Sound design by Brandon Jones. Composed by Darren Morsey. Editing, mixing, mastering, and additional music by Nick Masetti. Additional editing by Sean Christensen and Adam Volerich. Marketing lead, Ellie Kotapish. Production assistance by Melissa Fitzsimmons. Artwork by Lon Chan. Credits read by Natalie Press. Special thanks to Dave Williams, The Invisible Studios, and Fancy Film.